96.7 FM WTOB. You're listening to The Wealth Guardian Show with Doug Ray, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. This morning you have Garrett Ray, and with me is Bryce Payne. And today we are talking about continuing to expose retirement planning complaints. Good morning, Bryce. Good morning, Garrett. Happy fall weekend to you. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. And honestly, I'm welcoming the weather change. It was very, very hot for a long time. And I just love seasonal change in general. So wow. it's I'm embracing the cooler weather for sure. My favorite time of year, every year. Love the fall season. Love sitting out on the deck watching whatever college games I can get into. <laughs> and uh, this weekend, I'm going to be uh, in Vegas. So okay. Going, going to see you two at the Sphere at that new... Uh, confangled uh, contraption that they've got out there, that giant ball that is just a giant, uh, basically, IMAX theater. Like a 360 experience. Yeah, 360 experience, the IMAX theater inside and out. So looking forward to seeing that. And then I'll be on a... um, Red eye back here, uh, ready to go Monday morning. So it'll be it'll be fun Monday to catch up on the emails. But anyway, oh yeah, that's goodness. that's my weekend. I there suppose you, you and Cindy are uh, doing uh, some fun fall stuff out there. Yeah, not nearly as a uh, as a travel weekend uh, for us. But yeah, it's uh, you. You sound like you got quite the event. But the pursuit is music, not gambling. So that's right. No, <laughs> not, not not after. Uh, it's you know what what retirement planner tells you to go out there. <laughs> exactly. Put it all on red. No, I'll, I'll have my like fifty dollar limit, and that's about it. Oh, that's uh, awesome. All right. Very well, good. let's go ahead and uh, Garrett do the uh, shout out to the uh, Wealth Guardians uh, listeners out there who are the uh, men and women of uniform for us. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, especially with everything. Going going on with current events now. I, I know all of us mm. have had our eyes glued to the TV of what's going on in the Middle East. And uh, what an appropriate time to give our service salute to our men and women in uniform, our first responders right here in the community. Um, our hearts and our thoughts are with you. And just thank you for everything you do. Um, I know it makes us all feel a little bit safer at night as we put our head down. Yes, indeed. We're very fortunate to be where we're at here. So thanks again for everyone out there who's ever donned the uniform, either now or in the past. All right, Garrett, let's go ahead and get started on things here. You know, uh, was it uh, last week we did uh, exposing retirement planning complaints, and we only got through a few of them. And you and I realized that we've got uh, enough on the cutting uh, room floor there that we should do another show on this. So in this first segment, we're going to continue that conversation, exposing retirement planning complaints. Some of the complaints that we covered last week were my advisor takes too much risk, my fees are too high, social security won't be enough to cover my expenses. And what we're going to cut off or start off this week is um, my account didn't grow much last year. So that's somebody comes in and sits down with an advisor. And sometimes we ask them, so what has you sitting down with a financial planner at this stage, or you already have a financial planner? What has you looking at uh, maybe changing who your financial planner is? And one of those things that we get is, uh, my account didn't grow much last year. Yeah. <laughs> so talk, talk to us about how often we see that. And what is What are the reasons that we see behind that? Yeah, I mean, my thoughts initially are that that could be a concern. That may not be a concern at all. Um, hopefully it falls into the latter bucket um, if we've done proper planning. Um, so most financial planners, I would say any financial planner that, um, that's doing due diligence should understand what your time horizon is for needing monies. And ideally there's different plans for different amounts of money within that overall plan. So, you know, you have a time horizon of what's needed in the next year to two, uh, that should be heavily protected, uh, heavily defended from market loss, that sort of thing. So that if the market throws us one heck of a curveball, we're prepared for monies that are three to five years down the road. You've got, a plan for that and for beyond five years and longer obviously 
invested in higher growth strategies, that sort of thing. So if we've segmented the finances out properly, I would say that we could avoid some of that concern. Now, it's not to say that the initial sticker shock, I'll call it, isn't valid. Whether it goes up you know, 18% in one year, everyone loves that, but what if it goes down 12%? Um, how do we combat that? And you do that through a solid financial plan that has different plans for different time horizons of money. That's exactly time horizon, meaning how long until you plan on using that money. One of the <clears> other <throat> things that you would consider is what is that money being used for? Is it being mm -hmm. used to pay off a debt? Is it being used to uh, fund retirement, um, fund a 529 account for the grandkids? So there's different yeah, buckets absolutely. that you can have. Absolutely. I think a question that a lot of people um, – ask a little bit in the wrong way is uh, because they've been saving for the last 40 years, they think, and rightfully so for the last 40 years or so as they've been saving for retirement, they're asking the question, how much risk can I take? Sure. And I think really the question that becomes more relevant as you retire or enter that retirement phase of life, you're, there's a key element that is changing there. You are no longer funding your retirement. You're starting to draw down from your retirement. Mm. So your 401k is no longer building up. And when that happens, the question needs to innately change to how much risk do I have to take? Sure. And that's not a question you necessarily want to ask yourself when you're 20 or 30 years old. You want to ask yourself, how much risk can I take? Yeah. But that needs to change to how much risk do I need to take? And if somebody is uncomfortable with how much or the lack of how much their portfolio has grown when they're in retirement, they might be asking themselves the wrong question. They might still yeah. be stuck on that, how much risk can I take or how much growth can I get as opposed to how much how much growth do I need to get out of my account? So we as financial planners, when we sit down for somebody, we help them realize what are the right questions that we should be asking about mm -hmm. our accounts and what are the right expectations that we should be setting for our accounts. And a lot of people really find help with that. When we, when we help them realize that they're asking the wrong questions and they start to ask themselves the right questions, a, a lot of peace of mind comes to them after that. So, uh, that, you know, and sometimes you got to have somebody help you who's in the field, help you uh, uh, re-ask the questions or reward the questions that you're asking yourself. So that's the first one. My account didn't grow much last year. Um, as Garrett said, sometimes that's a very valid concern and sometimes it's not. You know, obviously, if the market went up 20% and your account only went up 5% and you're not needing these monies for five more years until retirement, mm. there's a problem there. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. but if the market is flat and your account went up five percent, maybe we've got a problem in the different in the different mm -hmm. realm. Maybe you're taking more risk than you need to. And uh, if the market really was to go down, how much would your portfolio go down if you yeah. actually had a five percent return when the market is flat? So we have to do a little bit of comparison. How did your account grow compared to what the markets did? So that's, that's one of those that we get all the time. And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Wealth Guardian Show with Doug Gray. Uh, this week, it's uh, Bryce and Garrett in the studio. And we're continuing our conversation from last week, if you tuned in last week, exposing retirement planning complaints. There's a lot of different things that people will come to the table when they sit down with Garrett, Doug, or myself. And uh, the reason that they're sitting down with a financial planner is they're trying to get some answers. They're trying to understand when can they retire, can can they spend the amount of money that they want to in retirement? Can they afford to buy that second house at some point or uh, downgrade or upgrade to another house? So we help them come up with those answers. And we understand that sometimes people are coming to us with a complaint about something. Mm -hmm. So we, one of the questions we ask them right off the bat is, what has you sitting down with a financial planner at this time? Absolutely. And sometimes somebody will say, well, I've never had a financial planner before. I don't have any complaints about anything. I just know that I should be talking to somebody. Okay, great. But sometimes we get somebody who's saying, well, 
well, I'm really not happy with what's going on right now. Yeah. Okay. Tell me more about that. And one of them is, and this is this is my pet peeve here, but Garrett, I'll let you talk on this. I don't understand my financial plan. Somebody comes in mm. and sits down with us and says, well, I know my advisor put together a financial plan for me, but I, I really don't understand it too much. Yeah. My pet peeve right there. So <laughs> talk to us about that, Garrett. Yeah. I, you know, we like to talk here within the office and say, you know, our main job, honestly, when you get outside of the numbers and some of the technicalities around, uh, you know, financial planning is to be good communicators and good educators to our clients. Um, and even folks who are just coming in for a second opinion, you can get caught up in the technicalities and some of the complicated math that involves finance. Um, and that's well and good. That's more of what a, a technician would do. Um, our job is to still give you the education that you need, understand the level of technicality that you need, but also be able to break it down into a comprehensive plan that you can easily digest. You feel confident in that you've got enough of the numbers and the technical background that you understand what your financial plan is based on from a foundational standpoint, but also know how that plan is going to work for you. And so if you're having difficulty understanding your financial plan, one, maybe you didn't have a whole lot of communication around what it is. And two, that financial planner or advisor needs to be in communication with you and educating you on what it's comprised of and how it benefits you. Um, no financial plan should be a cookie cutter. So yours should be very different than Mr. and Mrs. Jones down the street because you have that financial planner has to do his or her due diligence and understand the unique household that he or she's dealing with. Um, and if it doesn't fit for you, then you are right to ask those questions. And so it is a pet peeve of ours when folks are frustrated by that, because that just means that they haven't had that quality time with that financial planner on asking the right questions, understanding how their dollars are working for them. Yeah, I agree. I think a financial planner, a holistic financial planner's job is includes many facets, but one of those main facets that sometimes gets overlooked is the ability to communicate. They mm. might know all things about financial planning and they're yeah. an excellent financial planner, but if they can't communicate that with the client, then they're lacking a, a fundamental element of what it is they're supposed to be doing. And I think that that is one of our strengths here at the Wealth Guardians is being mm. able to communicate with the client at the level that they need us to. So uh, yeah, that's a, that's a great one right there. And I, I, I do like it when, I hate it and I like it when somebody says that because I feel for them, that's the part of me that hates it, but I like it because I know that we can do a better job for mm. the client than where they're currently at if that is their complaint. I know we can. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, we're, we're going to have to hit up on a break here, Garrett. And uh, <laughs> before we do that, let's go ahead and, and do a quick reminder to everybody out there that we've got our taxes and retirement workshop coming up this Tuesday. The what date is that? The 17th? 17th. All right. Yep. Tuesday the 17th. We had it. Uh, last Thursday as well. And if you haven't signed up for this and you're getting ready to um, retire and you've never sat down and understood how taxes work in retirement, what the difference is between adjusted gross income and provisional income, you need to sit down for uh, a seminar like this and give us a call 336-391-3409. It's at 6.30 p.m. Tuesday the 17th. There's no cost or obligation to attend, but you do have to register with us 336-391-3409 or visit us at The Wealth Guardian and click on the events tab. Now we're coming up upon a break here and you know what happens every time before we go to a break. We've got our trivia question. I'm not throwing it at Garrett this week. He's going to throw it at me. Do your worst, Garrett. It's time for the Wealth Guardians trivia question of the week. 
Well, Bryce, you know, we live in a technology and internet era. And my question to you and the public at large is, do you know what year the internet was made open to the public? Ooh, open to the public. Okay. Open to the public. All right. Not for government use or military use. I do not know that, but I will take a good stab at it. Uh, stick around for the answer to that trivia question on the other side of this break. Garrett Ray and Bryce Payne here. This is... The Wealth Guardians Radio Show, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. And this is 96.7 FM WTOB. 96.7 FM WTOB. You're listening to the Wealth Guardian Show with Doug Ray, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. I'm Bryce Payne, along with Garrett Ray this week. In this second segment, we're going to once again continue our conversation about exposing retirement planning complaints. We talked about that last week. We're going to continue talking about it in both segments this week. Now, before we get to our trivia question that Garrett threw out to me at the end of the first segment, I've got two questions for you. You've heard these questions before, but let's ask them one more time. Are you looking forward to your retirement? Of course you are. Do you want to make sure you're making the best financial decisions for your retirement? Of course you do. So you answered yes to both of those questions, then I've got great news for you. Garrett's got great news for you. We here at the Wealth Guardians offer a no cost, that's a key word there, no cost, no obligation, second opinion slash review of your retirement plan. This includes a deep analysis of your assets, your investment portfolio, your insurance policies, your income needs, your risk tolerance, your risk exposure, your tax mitigation strategies, your legacy goals, and the fees that you're currently paying. Our goal is succinct. We want to help you lower your fees, align your risk, and improve your overall retirement picture so you can indeed retire the job and keep the paycheck. But here's the catch. The ball is always in your court. You have to give us a call. We can't call out to you. And our phone number is 336-391-3409. Let me repeat that. 336-391-3409. Give us a call or visit us at thewealthguardians.com to set up your financial plan review with Doug, Garrett, and myself today. I beseech you, the markets aren't going to wait for you. All right, let's go ahead and get to the trivia question. Garrett, lay it on me one more time, if you will. Okay, so we all know we live in a technology world, an internet-based world. And my question to you was pretty simple, Bryce. It was, in what year was the internet opened to the general public, the, the general World public. Wide Web? Okay. It had existed in, you know, for government purposes and military purposes before that. But when was Pandora's box unleashed, so to speak? Well, if I'm not mistaken, the little bit of history that I know about the uh, the internet was it was started between universities at mm. first to share whatever it is universities share with each other. So it was just going amongst... Educational documents. Yeah, yeah I suppose that. Research um, documents, yeah. And You're on the right track. That was the first time. So I gu I'm guessing that you mean that that wasn't to the general public because no. that was excluded. Okay. No. So then I'm going to take a stab at it and say to the general public, I'm really just throwing this out there, around 74. Ooh, much later than that. Much later than that. Okay. 1993. What? Yes. <laughs> Oh, that's a and that's if, a really big off. If, I was ninety three. Okay, if you think about it, that's only been a thirty year experiment. Really, it's we're in twenty twenty three now, nineteen ninety three. Thirty years of general public access to the internet, and look how far we've come. Okay, so now we're in a world where we've got Chat GPT. Of course, we've got like AI, AI. which has its entire ability to derive logic for solutions based on the internet. I found that intriguing, and I said, "What else occurred?" 
in a 30 year time span in human technology, ah. like development, just oh. how quickly our species evolves. Right. I, so, I, I, I've got one okay, Air, well, flight. So that's where I was going. Okay. So in 1903, the Wright brothers had their first motor operated air flight, if you will. 30 years later in 1933, we have what aviation experts consider the modern airliner. And I've got a little detail on that. So back then, this is interesting. The government provided bonuses to these startup businesses back then, the airline uh, industry, if their aircraft could one fly at night, had multiple engines, two-way radios, and other equipment that provided safety and speed. Okay, The first aircraft that met the government specifications was produced by Boeing. It was the Boeing 247 in 1933. It is considered the world's first modern airliner. It could carry 10 passengers. It flew 50% faster than its lead competitor, and it could cross the country in 20 hours. So people complain about their wait times in the, air, <laughs> in the airports today. 20 hours to go from New York to L.A. Yeah. Imagine that travel day. And both, both of those, <laughs> like everything technological that we invent, what is one of the first questions as mankind <clears throat> that we ask about that or, or try to lean it in the direction of is war. Unfortunately, war, yes. I well, mean, sure, of course. Internet, we use that in, in, yep. in misinformation, whatnot. We use that in cybersecurity. Cybersecurity. Yep. Air flight, what was one of the first applications? That, World War One. How do we use this to, yep. to take an advantage over our enemies in war? Yep. And, you know, um, speaking of all of that, and I, I don't want to cut you off here, but this is a great time for us to do our <laughs> CTA, our call to action here. This, what we're talking about, flight and uh, technology is all new, relatively speaking, to the history of mankind. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What is not new <laughs> is taxes. That's true. Taxes Death have taxes. been there for a long time, <laughs> and we even levy taxes as a tool uh, on war when it comes mm -hmm. to um, levying fines, uh, penalties against our enemies. But we have a taxes and seminar, a taxes and retirement seminar mm -hmm. coming up here on Tuesday, October 17th. Yes, we do. This is really important. This is really important. If you are getting ready to retire, and please listen to this, and you have not sat down with a holistic financial planner to get an understanding and a roadmap on how not just to have your portfolio allocated properly for risk and to take advantage of market growth and to shield yourself from declines when the market happens. This is completely different. This is about how to set up your portfolio, structure the, the accounts that you have, not the investments within it, but the account registrations that you have and the distribution strategy, taking monies out of your IRAs or your Roths or your non-qualified accounts year by year in what order, and are we doing IRA to Roth conversions? There is a lot that goes into properly creating a tax mitigation strategy in retirement. Sure, we all want to have proper growth, but don't you want to pay Uncle Sam as little mm -hmm. as possible at the same time? Yeah. Uh, there's never going to be a consensus on what was the right, what's the right investment for the next year or the next five years. You're never going to get, out of 10 advisors, you're going to get 10 different answers Absolutely, on what is the right type of portfolio. So there's never going to be a consensus <laughs> on that. But there is generally a consensus among tax experts and CPAs, what is the right way to handle your accounts so that you're paying Uncle Sam no more than you have to. Mm. Let me ask you this question out there. If anything that I'm saying is starting to ring true for you, you probably know what adjusted gross income is because you've been paying that for years and years yep. and years. Do you know what provisional income is? 
If you haven't retired yet or you haven't filed for Social Security yet, that phrase right there, provisional income, is probably coming out of the clear blue from you. You have no idea what I'm talking about. That is going to be a key part of your retirement plan going forward is what is your provisional income this year? Not just what your adjusted gross income is. They are different. And that determines how much of your Social Security is getting taxed. Yes, it does. Is 0% of your Social Security going to be taxed? Is 50% of it going to be taxed? Or is 85% of it going to be taxed? Let me ask you out there. Do you want 85% of your Social Security taxed? Or would you rather have 50% or even 0% of it taxed? You probably said the latter, 0 or 50%. All right. Then in order to have a shot at even getting there, Mm -hmm. you have to have a plan in place. And this is not something that you just snap together right this year. It is something that has to take a couple of years for it to get into place. We want to help you be able to understand all the nuances of how taxes work in retirement. So in order to do that, you've got to come to our workshop. And again, there's no cost or obligation to attend. It's this Tuesday, October 17th at 6.30 p.m. at our offices in the Broyhill building in Clemens. You do have to register, though. You can't just show up. And so to register, give us a call, 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. Or visit us at our website, thewealthguardians.com. Click on the Events tab to register. There, I've said my piece. Garrett, uh, go ahead and go back to these other things you want to talk about with technology and 30-year spans of advancements. Well, I just thought it was just an interesting kind of play on on the on the trivia question, just to know how quickly we as a species, it's you know, anytime technology comes out, there's always someone that comes along that says, "I can do that better. I've got the next best mousetrap." Your old boss, that, exactly, Elon Musk. Yeah, Elon Musk. He basically uh, not quite obsoleted NASA, but getting pretty close. So. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> he's he's the only one out there that's got a car flying through space. That is true. That is true. <laughs> Oh, shall we get back to these complaints? Okay, so yeah, so let's get it back. Exposing (laughs) retirement planning complaints. What this subject is about is when we sit down with somebody who's deciding whether or not we're a good fit for them, um, and they're deciding whether or not they want a financial planner as they enter retirement, sometimes some of the people that come to us don't have any complaints about anything. They've never had a financial planner and they just know they need somebody sitting on their side. But then a lot of the times somebody is coming to us who is coming from another financial planner and they do have a complaint about something. And we've got one more here that we need to get to Garrett. And that is, I only hear from my advisor when he or she wants to buy or sell a stock. I never get any advice on anything else. Yeah. You know, and then the question that comes to mind to me is, do you have a stockbroker or do you have a financial planner? That sounds like a stockbroker. It sounds like a stockbroker. And and to be fair, uh, you know, there are plenty of people in that industry that do a really great job. Oh, yeah. It, it's more of, is that, as long as you enter that relationship knowing that's that's the terms, then that's okay. But that's not a full financial plan for all of your household monies. It is a segment of your monies that you have essentially blocked out and pigeonholed for this is my growth accounts. Um, and there's always a place for that, but a stockbroker is not going to be concerned with how you file for social security. It's not, he or she's not going to be asking how much do we have saved up in emergency funds. Um, they're not going to help you out with your pension filing strategies. Pension filing strategies. They're not even that, that concerned about what your household expenses are. You your, know, your distribution strategies. Yep. I don't care whether you pull from your IRA or your Roth account yep. this year, whatever you feel like. I just want to yep. make sure that the investments are properly allocated. Yep. Well, then you're missing out on a huge mm-hmm. portion of what you should be considering in retirement. That's kind of like saying, well, my, my doctor is a general practitioner and he's a really good general practitioner. Great. Mm. But that 
you might still want to consider having an internist as yeah. well. Of course. Yeah. And what's interesting about doctors is, you know, especially like your family physician, he or she is going to gladly refer you to a specialist when the time is right. So now you start to see how you get all these things tied together in the medical world. Well, you need to make sure someone's tying everything together in your financial world too. That's absolutely correct. Well, uh, Garrett, that was a fast 15 minutes there for the second segment. <laughs> it uh, as always, uh, we're out of time here. Uh, you have a great rest of your weekend, Garrett. I'm going to be in Vegas having a great uh, weekend for myself. <laughs> uh, uh, again, th we're out of time, but thank you for joining us. We do hope that the rest of your weekend is everything you want it to be. This is Bryce Payne along with Garrett Ray. The show's The Wealth Guardians helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. And remember, sound financial plans do not create themselves. And this is 96.7 FM WTOB. Investment advisory services offered through AlphaStar Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. AlphaStar Capital Management, LLC, and Wealth Guardians are independent entities. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions.